0: Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Like surgery! That's what they say. That's what what we're hoping they say. We're getting a little
0: closer to like actual hopefulness
1: now. Yes, this is true.
0: Because last weekend when we went to Cousin Vinny's. Yes. In our last episode. We were at Vinny's. As we were pulling up to Vinny's house or as we were getting off the expressway. Yes. You got a phone call.
1: I did from somebody. I didn't know who she was, but I did know what she was talking to me about, which whenever I say something like that always reminds me of. Number three child, talk about what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) true
1: I put it on speaker I saw it was a Oakland call
0: uh-huh and I thought And there's the only one reason that someone would be calling you from the bay
1: right but I thought Oakland that's weird whatever right I answered it and it was a person from the gender clinic calling to talk to me about potential surgery dates
0: yeah and they asked the question that is always asked when would you like that? When would you like to start looking at? And I, we've said this before, but it's always weird to me that we're like, uh, now, please?
1: <laughs> yes. And I had it on speaker so you could hear too. And you were also encouraging, now, please. Right. So I wasn't sure what, when I told her, well, I would like to do that as soon as is possible to Mm -hmm. schedule it, I had no idea what she would say.
0: Because when we spoke with her a month and a half ago, or not her, but one of these people a month and a half ago. One of these people, correct. They said back in December, they were scheduling into... April. April, And so we were thinking that, okay, if she's calling now in February, we'll be scheduling into the summer or at least late
1: spring. Right. But her offers were, okay, if you can do it, sooner than later
0: we have one date that is just over three weeks out one date that is just over five weeks out and one date that is just over seven weeks out
1: and then we have a couple more that are a couple weeks after that and so i was shocked because i'm like wait a second that's really soon
0: we were expecting three to five months not three to five weeks
1: (laughs) right but okay go ahead i'm not gonna stop you right yeah And she said, okay, what we do is we confirm these options with you. And then she's looking in a system that matches the doctor and the hospital Mm -hmm. for their availability with each other. Right. And then she requests the date from the hospital. Correct. So her next move would be to do that. And she would not be calling me again sooner than Monday. Monday would be the soonest she would call me.
0: Because that is approximately the turnaround Two business days, the the Friday that she called. No, that was a Thursday.
1: Thursday. At 10 to 4. Yeah, so, so it would
0: take all of Friday to get it managed, and then Monday would be when she'd call you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so then, then we had the weekend.
1: We had the weekend with Vinny.
0: And you were very flaily, and it was kind of adorable.
1: Yeah, we got out of the car, and I flailed because I've seen you flail before, and I don't know if I did it correctly, but I did it anyway.
0: I don't think there's a wrong way to flail.
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm shrugging my shoulders. Yeah, I thought I better jump out of the car and do something because I certainly feel like jumping. So I jumped out of the car and fled around. And then we went to Vinny's and we told Vinny and then we had a weekend with Vinny and we recorded with Vinny, which we've already talked about here. Yes. So then Monday came and I really didn't expect a phone call because that's usually the, the expectation. If she is said usually,
0: the soonest I call is Monday, it's highly unlikely that she will actually call Monday.
1: And I was correct. So I had been emailing back and forth with the concierge that I have, you know, my contact for the gender clinic mm-hmm. about, hey, any news on, you know, hospital and surgeon right. dates. And they had been sending me back emails pretty regular about, no, we're still checking on those. Right. But when I got this phone call from the clinic person Thursday afternoon as we were getting the vinnies. mm mm-hmm. I did then email my contact and say, hey, somebody called from the clinic to ask me about these possible dates. Right. Just giving her a heads up because I seem to be knowing things sooner than the person who's supposed to be telling me. them. And she said, okay, I'll check on that. So nobody did call Monday. And so Tuesday, I sent an email.
0: To the concierge person.
1: Yeah, just saying, hey, just checking back. And she said, no, no news yet. So on Wednesday, I decided to look in the portal because I thought, you never know, I might have missed a message that went to the portal instead of an email. Right. And I opened the portal and it says, you have a new appointment. So I open that section and it says, You have an appointment scheduled for surgery for five weeks from now at 7.30 a.m.
0: It's actually a little under five weeks, yeah. Yeah. Because this was, you know, the one that would have been just over five weeks when she... Called.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of wild. And I, I didn't know what to think of that. There were no messages in the message part of the portal. Right. Just this, hey, you have an appointment. And then there's the confirm button mm-hmm. and the cancel button, which right. I didn't touch because I thought they said they would call me. And I feel like I need to know if this is real because how am I supposed to believe it? Right. But I was also like shaking, mm-hmm. like trying to figure out what to do about... Oh, gosh. This possible information, so I screenshotted it and probably sent it to you. But I also sent it to the contact that I have, who often tells me, "Let me check on that." I uh, love
0: that. I love that you're like, "Well, I probably sent it to you," and you're like, well, "I know I sent it to this person, but I probably sent it to I, my
1: wife also." I probably did. I'm thinking, who did I send it to? Probably my wife. Okay. Yes. Yes, not, you did. Not dismissively saying. No, me. I understand. It's funny, funny to me. <laughs> it is most likely that I did send it to my spouse and. I sent it to the person who needed to answer the question. Yes, there was a question there. Because for you, I was just telling you, hey, now I have a question about this. But for them, I'm saying, well, actually the same thing. Now I have a question about this.
0: Yeah, but they could actually have an answer. (laughs)
1: Well, their answer is the same. Let me check on that. Oh, for goodness sake. And, you know, I think they are probably feeling a little frustrated at this point, too, that they are not being told because this is their job to find out the thing and tell it to me.
0: Their job as the concierge is to be the patient liaison. Yes. And it seems to me that... They were saying when you first started contacting them that this was a new program that they were piloting and they were only giving it to certain clients at first to see how it was going to work out. And did you want to participate in this program and so on?
1: Right. And then what they did was when the insurance was going to change at the first of the year and we weren't going to run it through the other insurance, the contact said, how do you want to do this? Should I just keep checking in with you weekly? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we're almost to January. Let's just plan to start checking in again the first week of January. Mm-hmm. I will send the information for the insurance documentation as soon as I have the card and we'll go from there. But it's put on a slight pause in the meantime.
0: So by that point, you're calling this concierge person who has been helping and then on pause and then helping again. And they're probably, like you said, just as frustrated as you are that like everything is happening and they're supposed to be the one liaising and you're getting your liaisiness from everyone else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I did try to call them once and sent them an email and I got a call from them because I got the email. Since then, I've just been emailing her. It seems she gets the emails faster than the calls. Okay. Because the calls go to the clinic and then they go and find her. I don't know. Okay. They don't apparently go find her because then she calls me because I sent her an email. The reason I think she'd be frustrated is it would be normal and also because her emails get ever so much more polite each time. <laughs> Aww. Like that she feels badly that she can't Please accept my sympathy that... (laughs) That I am not being more helpful. Right.
0: Yes. Basically.
1: So I get an email back from her saying she checked on the portal notification for the appointment scheduled for the surgery at 7.30 in the morning on that date. And that is currently a placeholder there still waiting for a response from the hospital. Okay, That's Wednesday.
0: That is Wednesday. And that makes sense that they would put an appointment time there into their portal as a placeholder that that seems like a reasonable thing to do. But I also think that there should be a way for them to place that without like distributing it to you as well.
1: And leaving me with a confirm button. (laughs) God. Just saying. You know. So then Thursday, so now it's a week since the person had called me and offered Mm -hmm. me the three dates. And I'm wondering in the meantime, like, did they put the first date in and then take it out when the hospital said no? Mm Mm-hmm. And then put the second date, or i I don't know, because I didn't look in the portal. We were hanging out with Vinny. I wasn't thinking about right. You know, it's a weekend. Mm -hmm. Why would I do that? So Thursday afternoon at four oh nine, I know these things because my brain remembers weird details. Fair enough. It's sort of like when you when you say I was in the shower and I was thinking Mm -hmm. whatever it was. I'm out in the yard and my friend who was my former intern, who's my age, is out there. We had a lot of branches come down in a storm a month or so ago. Yep. I haven't been able to get to.
0: Because it's been snowy and you don't take things out to try and work like that when it's wet.
1: I don't climb on ladders with electric saws while it's wet. Correct. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm not that guy. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Continue though. While you were out there with her working on the branches that had come down during a storm a month ago, what happened? I
1: see a phone call coming in from a Bay Area number. Mm. So I I answer it and it's the hospital. Okay. I'm like, What? Well. And the hospital says, first confirms that it's, it is me that they're talking to. Of course. And who they are at the hospital and that they are confirming they have noticed that I have a surgery scheduled on their books for the date at 7.30 in the morning. hmm and they needed to let me know the patient liability cost, what what my cost was to the hospital. Right. And I said, okay. And they gave me the amount and I said, okay. And they seemed confused because people don't usually just say, okay, when you say, please give me $2,000 or whatever. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you say, do I give you my credit card number now or later? <laughs>
1: I I didn't actually. I figured, you know, I still hadn't heard from the gender clinic and I should wait till I heard from them before I went doing anything else. Right. So she said, so that will be due upon arrival or something. Services rendered or some kind of thing like that. I don't know what she said. So so
0: either when you get
1: there or before you check out. Yeah. When I check in, probably.
0: Probably. Yes. They don't
1: like to wait till you check out. They try not to. No, they want you to pay. And I said, okay, that's fine. And she said, okay, then. Like, okay, that was was it? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm busy thinking, what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) What is going on here? Right. So guess what I did? Jack off? No, that's that's (laughs) your mind. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. I'm used to you. I emailed the concierge. Oh, you
0: emailed the concierge again. Yes. (laughs) There we go. I
1: did. And I said, hey, here's (laughs) what happened now.
0: Let me tell you what you're supposed to be telling me. So, again, so, I'm sorry.
1: So now what do you say? <laughs> yes. And uh, she didn't say anything. I don't get an email back. I, I get one back saying, let me check on that. That I do get that one. Mm-hmm. But I don't get an email. And I keep looking and looking, thinking I will get an email again saying... With
0: actual information instead of, I'm checking again, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, she sent the I'm checking again. But besides that, then I usually get one saying, no, it's not that yet. We're still checking. Right, checking.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> that one. That one. The second,
1: the checking on the checking, not yes. just the I'll check. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't get one from her. I kept looking, kept looking. By this time, I am at my aunt's with a metal detector because she has lost her keys. In the yard, she is absolutely certain. Well, and she lives in an apartment building, and she said she walked across the lawn, and the story from her was... Grandma was late picking her up, so that's why she went across the lawn to the car, which she shouldn't be doing. She should be going on the sidewalk with her cane, which I'm sure she didn't have either. Mm. And she must have dropped her keys instead of put them in her pocket. But grandma was running late, and grandma was taking her to the dentist, okay? She had called me at like 6.30 in the morning to say, she'd say this to me, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, I'll bring a metal detector over later. But I couldn't get the boy out of the house to school.
0: Oh my gosh, it's he like, was being so slow that it's, morning. It's
1: Friday morning. He doesn't want to go to school or something. I, I'm trying to tell him, you know, to eat something and use the bathroom and all the usual things. And
0: and for like almost every day in the past week, he has come home midday to poop. And so you tried to tell him he should poop before he left. And then he said he didn't need to, but then he did and made himself late.
1: He said he didn't need to and waited 10 or 20 more minutes. And then when it said on the toilet to make himself really late. Yes. And I was trying to set up the computer for an appointment I had with my therapist. Yep. And I wanted him to go after school, yes. Just saying. So finally, because
0: that's then usually is when you jack off. Sorry,
1: <laughs> I was trying to get to therapy on time without okay. a boy being here. Still,
0: fair. Yes,
1: yes. I I would have liked jacking off at some point. I'm certain, but I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to stay on track for the story. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yes. And my aunt had called during me trying to get the kid out of the house Uh saying, hey, I lost my keys yesterday on the way to the dentist. But anyhow, in the meantime, they went out and did some other things, which... Mm -hmm. That's what they do. They didn't go look for the keys. They went shopping and whatnot. This is my shocked face. So... Yep. So, you were going to the dentist and you lost your keys and somehow you ended up at the Indian Colony Casino. Okay. Got it. Sounds right.
0: (laughs) That that does sound right for your aunt. Yes. Continue.
1: So, I said, look, I will look for the metal detector, but I have these things to do first, including like, you know, I had my appointment. I'm still trying to get the kid out of the house. Then I was trying to get in to have somebody look at my eye because my eye is being a problem. You've had some inflammation. Yes. Yes. And so, I'm eventually at my aunt's with the metal detector looking for the keys that I know are not in that grass. And. Mostly thinking, you should not be going across this grass. Well, I told her when it gets light, I'll go out and look for them. Mm hmm. And I will find the metal detector and bring it over. Right. And she says, you'll have to show me how to use it. I said, I will do it. Okay. And then what happened was I'm using the metal detector and the phone rings from the Bay Area again. And unfortunately, I had just shown her how the metal detector works so she could try it. Mm -hmm. So I left her with the metal detector and said, oh, the doctor's office is calling me and went away from her to talk to the same person who called us to offer us the three dates. Okay. And she says her name so fast at the beginning and where she's calling from and why that it all blends together in my head and I can't separate it. I'm just trying to pay attention to what she wants to get to. Yes. Which is, well, it looks like the hospital jumped the gun. So I'm thinking she's going to tell me a different date or something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's going to tell me. But we do have the second date that we chose, which would have been the more than five weeks and now is less than five weeks. And now is closer to four weeks. <laughs> yes. We do have that date available that the hospital also mentioned to you. Uh uh-huh. And and if I can set up pre and post-op appointments with you and that date works for you, then we can do that now. We can yep. set those up. And I said, yes, it works for me. Because I'm trying to be clear. Yes, it works for me. Right. That answers the question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we proceed to set up pre-op appointments, which I think this is going to be interesting because now we are really cutting it close. Yeah. Because in in the meantime, when I was emailing back and forth with my contact, I asked her, so when do they usually decide what labs you need and stuff like that? And she said, oh, about five or six weeks before surgery when you meet with a surgeon. And I'm thinking, I'm I'm looking at your wall calendar (laughs) and thinking that's not enough time. That was last week. (laughs) Sorry. the other week. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So I'm I'm all ready for her to tell me what these pre-op appointments are looking like and are they really going to work because you and I are going out of town in a few days.
0: We are going to Gallifrey One as we do every February, every President's Day
1: weekend for many years now. It's the only thing I won't cancel. You her.
0: You would have canceled everything else. You will cancel and you are canceling spring training. Yes. Which is incredibly disappointing to the people who would be going with you, I'm sure.
1: Once I tell them, I imagine so.
0: But. Well, that's a whole other discussion is who you're going to tell and what, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. But... Yeah, we have to go to galley and we have to do other things and we have to manage childcare for galley and then for taking you to the bay and me being there as your caregiver.
1: Right. So she said, she did start to say dates and then said, wait, are you in town or out of town? Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, good. You're paying attention. (laughs) Yes. I said, I am out of town. She said, okay, so let's do, can you do the first appointment on next Friday at noon, which is while we're at galley? And And I said, yes.
0: And it'll be a... A phone appointment.
1: Phone appointment, 15 minutes. Yep. So I said, yes, I can do that. Absolutely. I'll set an alarm and I will be ready. Perfect. To talk to the whoever and the doctor. Yes. Apparently both then the next appointment needs to be in person. When were you planning to come into town? And I said, well, the Sunday before that Wednesday surgery, but I can make it another day if it's needed. Right. And she said, well, the doctor has surgeries all day on both the days before. Mm-hmm. So
0: you're going to have to come in on, on the Friday, Friday. And
1: I said, that's fine. So I took the later time in the day mm-hmm. in case I needed to go driving on that day. Right. And then she set up the appointments for post-op and she said, I will be in the hospital two days. Yes. Which surprised me because you never know with these, the way insurance covers things in the United States, Mm -hmm. it could be like, get out right now type of deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because like, I've heard you say when we were first talking about this, I had thought a major abdominal surgery like that major groin surgery is going to have at least an overnight recovery period where they want you to stay there and make sure that you're not gonna like have some terrible reaction to your recovery or go into shock or anything. They they're gonna wanna keep you, but you were like, this is America.
1: Yes, but what the doctors want and what the insurance want, it doesn't always fair. Point. Coincide. Okay. So then she set up the post-op appointments and what day I would go home from the hospital. So go home on Friday, come back on Monday for an appointment, come back on or Tuesday or whatever it is twice that week. Once, and the, once next the following week, week, stay that stay in town that night at least, or if they tell me otherwise, right. And then I I could come home mm-hmm. to our house. Yes, I-, I approve. If we decide that that is the best thing for me to be riding around in a car for several hours, right if I am ready for that.
0: If. Mm-hmm. You may not be. And I think it's totally fine if you're not. Um, I have planned on taking my FMLA for the two weeks after so that if you want to stay there for the remainder of that second week, you can. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay there for the remainder of that second week and more, I will have to come home. But you can stay there with Cousin Vinny and we have other family who have offered to go and be your helper person if needed. Yes. If you are still needing more assistance than Vinny can provide because Correct. they have other health conditions as well
1: right so now you and i have to arrange all the arrangements of who's where and why and when and well we know why <laughs> um well some of the why because we do know and i have a fi- I have figured out in the last several days it would actually be good to have my aunt here even though she has challenges
0: mm-hmm. and by challenges you mean dementia
1: However, she can take good care of Bob. Yes. And Bob needs somebody who's going to pay attention that he needs to go in and out and have food and water.
0: Bob the dog needs a caregiver, yes.
1: So it would be good to have her here for Bob Mm -hmm. and because it would mean less arranging of each person staying overnight. Right. The other people could come and check on everything and not have to stay overnight. Right. They could do things for her and the kids, but not have to stay overnight. Mm -hmm. And that would probably be easier for everybody in that sense. She would feel useful and she really likes that. She does. She takes good care of Bob. He would like that. Mm Mm-hmm. She spoils him. Yes.
0: (laughs) And the kids are fairly self-sufficient. One of them needs more reminders than the other. But at this point, like they don't need like somebody to be right on top of them and helping them with every little thing.
1: He sort of does in the morning. Okay. Which we will have to figure out. Right. It might be that my former work wife can come over on school mornings and chase after him or something. That could be useful. But in any case, we have some of it coming together and we'll have to sort it out. Here's what I'm trying to figure out now. And I started yesterday talking to my therapist about I had not told very many people so far about my final I don't know it's never final my upcoming gender confirmation surgery
0: you didn't tell everybody that you're getting your dick fixed I did not
1: although while we were at Vinnie's and we were talking about how do we manage telling who what what do I feel comfortable telling people mm-hmm. Vinnie being themselves said just tell everybody you're getting your dick fixed and let them deal with it
0: and I thought that that was a fine idea but I also respected that that might not be, you know, you if you want to have more privacy about it, that is totally
1: your right. Right. And typically I do because I'm a very private person. You are. Yeah.
0: Which, given that I have absolutely no sense of cognitive or social filter, no sense of interpersonal taboos, causes us consternation occasionally. It does. It does. Yeah. But anyway.
1: But in, in talking to my therapist about it and realizing that I don't know any other queers in my family. Right. On um, or maternal side and they got to be there somewhere we all know statistically they have to be there Mm-hmm. whether or not they ever came out whatever they did and my therapist said she had the same thing nobody when she came out was the first time they wondered about her one aunt who never got married and did have a roommate well then so they never wondered about that hmm. and nobody knows nobody knows right so I started thinking about that and thinking would it be beneficial to somebody that I was the out person like I
0: Visibility matters, it and does. like if you can be the visible person, it is taking on a bit of risk and a bit of vulnerability. And by a bit, I mean huge barrels full. But also,
1: but also there can be a, a huge benefit. Like if I had known any of the queer people, besides possibly my uncle, my great uncle, who took me to see Tootsie. <laughs> While he had left his wife and was living in a trailer in Florida, and I was down there visiting my great grandmother. Oh my gosh. I mean, right. You know, I, of course, loved it. Loved it. <sighs> But because we were so hungry for
0: representation of any kind back then, that it was like, you know, it didn't matter how bad the representation was. We were like, oh, yes, we exist.
1: I felt like Dustin Hoffman's character, who was a dude who was having to dress like a woman, but was not the woman, was the dude. Yeah. It felt like that person.
0: I recognized that.
1: So I loved it. And later, many, many years later, thought, why did he take me to that movie? (laughs) Was it? There any connection there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I will never know. Mm-hmm. Probably never know. Right. What do they say? Never say never. Yeah. So that is what I'm trying to decide. Do I just go for it? What One of the things a the therapist suggested is there's like spheres of information of like this person knows you're going to a urology specialist and they happen to be in the Bay Area, this this group of people. Right. And this group of people knows you're getting your dick fixed. Yes. <laughs> and this group of people knows something's happening and they don't know what. Right. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. And how do I want to do that? Because when I came out starting my medical transition, starting to testosterone. Mm-hmm. And then my top surgery. Top surgery yeah. I did put it on my social media mm-hmm. and pretty much put like the work of a version of the work email and a story about it into my social media for my friends and family to see. Yes. That some of which were previous co-workers. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm thinking I might do something like that. Right. And I would maybe segregate the work people out of it, but all the other people who are important to me and their family members.
0: They will benefit from your visibility.
1: I would, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the point of it.
0: I think that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Good job. Thank you. So now I, I want to figure out what I would write. And I think it would probably be something about how I didn't know. I had no representation. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I am going to now be very visible about something very private.
0: Yes. I think that's good. I like that. Yeah. Let me know if and when you want me to proofread it.
1: Oh, I I want you to proofread
0: it. (laughs) Make sure it says English. Yeah.
1: I think it's good in a lot of ways. Kind of like I go to the the improv class with my Mm metamore. And improv is not something I ever thought I would consider doing for some kind of fun. Right. It's it's just pushing yourself a little. Mm -hmm. Push yourself so you can grow.
0: Yeah. Good job i like you growing let's see how much i can make you grow once we get this microphone (laughs) off
1: (laughs) oh i appreciate you dear i'm glad So that's where we're at.
0: Yes, that is where we're at. And we also have thought, you know, speaking of like disclosure and who you're going to tell what, we've also thought about like between those spheres of information, you know, between those different social spheres, we also have like number two, who is the dick patrol. Oh, yeah. We really have to work on what we're going to tell him and how, if at all, it's going to be different from what we tell number three, who has queer and trans friends and is completely unfazed by any of this.
1: Right. And with number two child, he worries about me. He worried during the hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. He was relieved to see me being okay. Yep. He was a little clingy. And even when, when I go to Vinny's or, you, or both of us go, or if you're still here and I go. He, he
0: still calls you for a connection.
1: He does. And mm-hmm. he won't be able to reach me for a couple days. Right. And this will worry him. So I need to probably line it up in a way that I tell his therapist what's going on. And I tell him sometime before that so he... He can process it in therapy, but I also have to work that around the fact that we're trying to deal with his mother coming to therapy.
0: And the fact that he tells everyone everything, He pro- he's one of those people who processes with everyone else because he cannot process for himself?
1: Well, I think he is capable at this stage keeping some things private. Okay. He is much, like he's mentioned, he's a quieter person at school.
0: Okay, that makes sense. The reason I say that is because the other group of people that we have concerns about are also, they cannot process, for themselves we have some let's call them adoptive aunties anti-gossips anti-gossips who are aunties
1: gossip well and my aunt can be too well and that's the thing there are and she can't remember exactly what you're doing because when i got my top surgery she kept saying my vasectomy because she you know
0: well because she she confused mastectomy with vasectomy
1: and i look like this and you do so it's a vasectomy, obviously. Well,
0: and you know, this is like all of the words that your whole damn family <laughs> gets sideways, but she's a little extra because dementia. Yeah. So, yes. No, she won't know exactly what's going on, but she'll tell everyone about it anyway. And then we have the adoptive aunties who are all going to also be doing the same thing because they cannot process it for themselves. So, they need to process it with everyone else.
1: Might might be in the urology specialist category.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: And then there- Or something along that. And I thought maybe we would talk to, speaking of venturing out into unknown territory, Mm -hmm. maybe we would talk to our friends who are coming over tonight. So, I'm wondering if I need to give my former work wife a call or maybe just a text and say, hey, I'm thinking about talking about this tonight at dinner and is that okay with you?
0: I would I would frame it maybe in terms of like, will you be bothered because she'll be bringing her partner mm-hmm. and he may or may not be in on any of it or up with any of it and...
1: He is probably not at all. Okay. And that's why it would be big a big venture. Right. Of saying something. Right. So I have to decide that when we get off of this microphone. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. The other people that you are concerned about is work because they have been pestering you about retirement dates lately. And so every single health concern that you have, they're like, so? Yep. So now you've got FMLA for work stress.
1: I do. And I will need to find out how to get the FMLA p- paper c- Filled out for the surgery. Yes. So,
0: But I think we'll be able to get it all figured out. And given that we are now banking episodes for the next four-ish weeks, <laughs> we'll be able to talk about that before your surgery and talk about galley. And so the next few weeks will probably be banked episodes right? as we are not trying to put you on a microphone while you're still doped up just to get something out in time.
1: Yeah, because you saw... How I was after the hysterectomy, gosh.
0: Although our friends might be amused by it, and I'm considering recording some of you anyway and letting you listen to it later first to see what you think.
1: You and Vinny can decide that. Okay. You're the ones that have to listen to me. Apparently found me amusing. We did. We
0: did. You were quite amusing. It was adorable. I'm glad. Of course, I always think you're adorable. Oh, that's very nice. I'm glad you think so. So is there anything else for now?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: And, oh, you gotta get this a little closer to you. Yes. No, okay. You don't care. As long as it's between your mouth and the mic, we're good. Okay. <laughs> the pop filter is supposed to keep it from popping. Right. Vinny it- didn't have those. No, but we were also further away from the microwave with... Microwave? <laughs> further away from the microphone with those. My God. Good morning. I'm
1: looking at my watch. I know that it's 102. It's okay. Okay. Hang on, because I have ringing in my ears. <laughs> I'm sorry. It happens. It's, my meds do that sometimes. Yep. Not very often. Are we ready? As ready as we get with the situation we have of my eye and my ear and whatever Oh my gosh, yeah. My glasses. Okay. Okay.
0: Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George. <clears throat> do you need water? I probably do. Thank you for noticing. hmm Apparently you and the doctor notices. <clears> this. <throat> do you need a, um... No. No, of course not. You have ways around it. <clears throat> Go ahead.
0: Start the sentence again. I'm sorry. What was
1: the sentence? And actually, I had that time wrong. I had it mixed up with the next time that happened. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Mm.
0: Just tell me a good story.
1: Okay. (laughs) I will.
0: As long as we get all the details in there, it'll be okay if if a couple of them are out of order. It still flows. It's
1: fine. I'm answering our dinner guests' taco orders. Perfect. Yeah.